Welcome back to Black Widow Fishing. I'm Bryce. If you're new here, we cover all things fishing, from products and services that can improve your skill or enjoyment of the sport, to current news coming out of the fishing industry. If this sounds like something that interests you, please hit that subscribe button, as it really helps the channel out. This week on Bird's Nest, we're going to cover the latest news from the country's biggest fishing events, see who earned a blue jacket this year, and answer more questions from our viewers. We also made some good progress towards giving away a Monster Bass box. We also have a new giveaway, so be sure to stick around to the end to learn more. Let's take a look at this past week's biggest news stories. On October 5th, KBF posted a reminder regarding the KBF 2022 National Championship rules on their website to remind all anglers about the rules prior to the competition beginning. Aside from the normal rules that typically govern all kayak fishing tournaments, it's important to note that KBF is requiring all competing anglers to video the release of their fish. With recent cheaters Ray Young and Kaminsky still very much making the social media rounds, I understand the premise and idea behind the video releases. However, I'm not sure how much this protects the integrity of the events. In the events I competed in this past season, I am personally unaware of any cheating with regards to fish submission. Granted, there were a few time cheaters taking advantage of fishing a few minutes prior to the official start, but overall these were harmless incidents. While I am not a cheater, I spent many years in my career catching and arresting cheaters, so I can say surely that someone who is determined to cheat can get around a video release. Without video releases being submitted alongside catch photos, then an angler can merely record several video releases and produce one when asked of a fish that looks very similar to the one in question. Stored photos and videos not uploaded can be wiped of any relevant metadata, providing a useless video if the angler has thoroughly thought through their cheating plan. In the end, I must provide a little credit to KBF in trying to be proactive to protect their events. However, I think this measure falls completely short and puts undue burden on the 99% of anglers who play by the rules, especially those anglers who do not normally record any video during their fishing sessions. It is truly no easy problem to address, but until there is a better solution, I believe the focus should be around strict punishment as a deterrence and more education about cheating so it can quickly be sussed out. Links to the article, tournament registration page, and the KBF rules are in the description below. On October 8th, Yakabass announced via their Facebook page that they will begin to open roll downs for their Tournament of Champions event at Lake Berryessa starting on October 15th. The field will be limited to the top 75 from the season standings. Once registration opens and a week has passed, the remaining eligible spots will be systematically open to anglers according to their finishing position in the season. On October 8th, Drew Gregory began the 2022 Yamaha Wright Waters Bassmaster Kayak Series 
at Pickwick Lake, powered by Tourney X, in great fashion. Gregory ended the first of two days in the lead with 94 and a half inches, with his biggest being 20 and a quarter inches. Having previous wins this year on Grand Lake and Smith Lake, he is looking to secure the 2022 Old Town Angler of the Year on day two. Guillermo Gonzalez from Texas sits in second place a mere eight inches behind Gregory. Gonzalez currently holds the biggest fish coming in at 22 inches. Continuing on to day two on October 9th, Gregory turned in a second masterful performance, adding an additional 81 inches to his total, bringing his final two days total to 175 and a half inches. This effort secured the win for Gregory, who is also expected to have secured the 2022 Old Town Angler of the Year award. Gregory credited the win to fishing shallow and keeping baits moving. Gonzalez also turned in a great performance, submitting 87 and three quarters inches, his second day for a total of 167 and a quarter inches, falling just eight and a quarter inches short of Gregory's total. This was Gonzalez's second time to Pickwick Lake, with the only other time during a Hobie BOS event in which he won. Gonzalez would reveal that a fluke, a cinco, and frogs were his most protect- productive techniques. Finishing in third place with a very close and respectable 166 and a quarter inches was none other than Nebraska angler Christine Fisher. Fisher would end day one with 84 inches. On day two, she would add 82 and a quarter inches to her total. She has had previous success at Pickwick Lake in the past, but was quoted as saying, it seems like the lake is a little off right now. I couldn't find anything that was really consistent. The 2022 St. Croix Bassmasters Southern Open at Lake Hartwell presented by Mossy Oak Fishing was won by Tristan McCormick. McCormick had a three-day total of 45 pounds. Making up his total weight was a day one total of 16.2, followed by a day two total of 14.1, and and a final day total of 14.13. McCormick narrowly edged out California angler Bryant Smith by nine ounces. McCormick is the former 2021 Bassmaster College Classic Bracket Champion and earned a position on the roster for the 2023 Bassmaster Classic in March of next year. On October 7th, the fishing industry descended on the Bass Pro Shops headquarters in Springfield, Missouri to celebrate the 2022 Bass Fishing Hall of Fame class. MLF Executive Vice President Tommy Biffle and MLF General Manager Kathy Fennell were both inducted into the Hall of Fame for recognition of their contributions to the bass fishing industry. Both were awarded a plaque and an iconic blue jacket. The late Aaron Martins was also inducted to the Hall of Fame with his wife, mother, and children accepting his admittance on his behalf, presented by Kevin Van Dam. The moment was a somber one with a majority of the crowd tearing up during the presentation. Aaron Martins lost his battle with brain cancer on November 4th, 2021. That wraps up the biggest news stories from this past week. Let's look at what events will be occurring this week nationally and in the Western region. 
The events for this upcoming week are fairly light, but we do have a few events taking place. The ABA will be hosting a Colorado regional event at Pueblo Reservoir on October 16th. The Future Pro Tour will be hosting a Northern Region event on October 15th at Clear Lake. The final event of the week is NorCal Bass Delta Series event on October 15th running out of Lads Marina. It's that time again for our weekly joke, and since there were no viewer submissions this week, the comedic responsibility falls to me. Two guys are out fishing when a funeral service passes by over a bridge near the area the two men are at. One of the guys takes his hat off and puts it over his heart until the procession passes. The other guy, looking astonished, says, That's really a nice thing of you to do. The first guy replies saying, I thought it was the least I could do, considering I was married to her for 30 years. Now it's time to take a quick look at the expected weather for this week. The temps in the western region will remain mostly pleasant for the entire week with generally sunny skies and light winds. Moving into the weekend, a frontal low will be rolling in, bringing in partly cloudy skies a small, and a small drop in temperatures. No rain or other weather events are expected this week. Our product highlight this week is the Warriors Tackle Supply Mystery Lure Box. This week, we did an unboxing of our first box from the WTS. In case you missed it, the video will be linked below, but to sum it all up, the package, paint, hooks, and number of baits in the box was outstanding. Furthermore, part of the proceeds go towards the support of veteran and first responder programs. The identification of the individual baits fell short of our expectations, but overall, the box was an 8 out of 10. I thoroughly recommend everyone give W2S a try, and we have a link to their page below. Viewer submitted questions are one of my favorite segments of our show, but moving forward, we will no longer be including viewer names. We start off with our first question involving the show's namesake. What is a bird's nest when fishing? A bird's nest or backlash is a very frustrating thing to happen when you are using baitcasters. It occurs when the spool inside the baitcaster is turning faster than the line coming out of the reel. This causes the line to become wrapped backwards around itself, making the spool a nasty mess that resembles an actual bird's nest. Bird's nesting or backlash can be avoided or at least reduced when a baitcaster is properly set up and used correctly. Be sure to stop by later this week as we will be doing an educational show on how to properly set up and use a baitcaster. The next question states, if I make a bobber far from my weight and bait, will I be able to get my hook to the bottom where all the fish go when it's cold? As I commonly say when it comes to fishing, it depends. If you are fishing in any water over six feet deep, I imagine it would be pretty difficult to wield a rod with a leader over six feet long. But if you're on a body of water where four feet is deep, then technically you could probably achieve this, but it begs the question, of why. I know the intent is to get your presentation deeper to the level of fish, but there are rigs specifically designed to do that. The specific rigs vary depending on the targeted fish species, but in bass fishing, I would say the most common and most effective one for that application would be a drop shot. 
There are three types of fishing line that are used, which, if you are unfamiliar with, can seem like a difficult thing to wrap your head around. It's generally easier to remember them as, and forgive my language, mother braid. Mono or monofilament line floats, is very stretchy, somewhat difficult to view in water, and is the cheapest. This is the original fishing line and has always been there like a mother. Floral or fluorocarbon line sinks and is nearly impossible to see in the water, doesn't stretch as much as mono, but also costs more. When thinking about floral and its place in the acronym, I think of it as if I drop anything by accident attached to floral in the water, I'm going to yell as it's going to sink. The final line is braid, which is as it sounds, is line that is braided with several strands. There is virtually no stretch to braid. It is much easier to see in the water and is very strong, but is also the most expensive fishing line. When it comes to selecting the best fishing line, it will depend on the situation you find yourself in and what equipment you are using. Well, that's at least what most pros or people who think they know it all will say. I personally take a different approach and use whatever line I am comfortable with and that gives me the most confidence. Typically, braid is recommended for heavy cover, sharp rock situations, or on a bait caster as the line is heavy and helps with casting and prevention of backlash. Fluoro is recommended for sinking baits and when you want to present an invisible presentation, followed by mono in all other situations. I have previously only used braid on my bait casters and most of my spinning setups, but I have evolved and now feel much more comfortable using floral as my primary line on all my reels and braid when I'm throwing a frog, a topwater lure, or anything else that I need to go through heavy cover or that I need to float. I never use mono. I found with the newer technology and bait casters, gone are the days when we must really use a braid to floral carbon leader. I find floral works way better on bait casters, providing a very smooth casting action and being sensitive enough to detect light bites. I personally refuse to use leaders on any of my setups to prevent another point of possible failure. But ultimately, do what makes you feel comfortable and what you can afford. People have been fishing many thousands of years before floral, braid, and even mono was created, and somehow people managed to still catch fish. How does the shape of a boat affect its speed and stability in the water? It's no secret that a hull shape affects a boat's speed and stability, such as a deep V-hole designed to run through the water, while most shallow V-holes run mostly on top of the water. Each hull has its pros and cons, but I feel the engine is more important to determining speed and stability. A perfectly flat boat, such as a barge, would find itself going very slow due to the lack of ability to plow through the water. However, any boat with any kind of V-shape or pontoon style hull with a 300 horsepower motor is going to be moving much faster than that boat or that barge with a shallow hull and maybe a 50 horsepower engine. What is a dry suit and do you need it for kayaking? A dry suit is simply a suit that provides the wearer protection from the cold elements and immersion by providing a good level of thermal insulation and rejection of water. Dry suits can be used kayaking when the water is cold or even on a boat. However, the use of dry suits is not needed in warm temps or even in cooler temps when trying to prevent injuries 
from immersion, such as hypothermia. If the combined air temperature and water temperature will be less than 120 degrees, then you need to prepare yourself for cold water. This can be achieved through a wetsuit, a dry suit, or other properly worn cold weather gear. I personally only wear a dry suit when fishing in salt water in periods of cold. Most other times, I wear some form of warm water wicking pants, waterproof boots, a bunch of layered tops, followed by a deck or neoprene jacket, and some form of head or ear protection, and if needed, cold weather gloves. At Black Widow, we are always looking to help our fellow anglers out. And the best way we can do that directly is to answer viewer questions. So if you have a question you want answered on the show, either leave it in the comments below or send me an email, which is located in the description. And I'll be happy to answer your question during our next show. This is a part of the show we like to give out some tips for the upcoming week. Last week, we focused on using natural colors and smaller lures for the bass that are feeding heavily on bait fish. This week, our first tip is to throw a topwater lure such as a walker or popper. This can be especially effective if thrown in the middle of a bait ball, the fish are busting the surface eating bait fish, or when there is a slight breeze causing a little movement on the water surface. The second tip for this week is to spend some time using your fish finder in simulation mode. This will help you become more familiar with the settings and different things your unit can do. This will overall improve your confidence in its use, but also help you locate those bass that have left the shallows for the depths. The final tip of the week is all about becoming a more consistent angler. In order to become more consistent, we have to know what bait, what technique works, on what body of water, in what conditions, and what time of year. This can be an impossible thing to remember, so the use of a digital logbook like the Angler app is perfect for this use. Not familiar with the Angler app? No worries, I'll be profiling on a show at a later time. A pen and paper works just as well, but increases the risk of being misplaced, getting wet, destroyed, and overall takes a lot of time. And no, this video is by no means sponsored by Angler. I just believe they have the best digital logbook around. If you have a digital logbook that you prefer to use other than Angler, please let me know in the comments. This week here at Black Widow, it's going to be a very busy week, which also means a lot of content for you. We are going to be beginning the repairs to our electrical system on our kayak that failed during our past tournament, requiring on the water quick fixes. We are also going to be putting together a video about the use of a baitcaster, our weekly tackle tip Tuesday, and if there's enough time in the week, we'll be profiling the Angler app. If not, we'll cover the Angler app next week. Over the past few days, we have made progress with our sub count and are currently sitting at 38. We have 62 more subs to go and we'll be ready to give away that Monster Bass box to our lucky viewer. Our goal of hitting 100 subs by October 15th is quickly approaching. Once we get our sub count rolling in the right direction, we have tons of free stuff to give away to our viewers and it's all just sitting right here waiting to go. In the meantime, when we hit 50 subs, we have a Black Widow Adult Humor sticker pack that we'll be sending to one of our viewers. Hopefully, we can hit that by this Friday. If you enjoyed the content, please be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel. That's all for now. Catch you next time.